Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Billy Joel's seventh studio album released in 1980, Glass Houses. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listen to... What are we listening to? Glass Houses. Glass Houses, 1980, Billy Joel's seventh studio album. And it's the last album to feature the original Billy Joel it band, is. which is kind of sad because I, I, I saw the uh, Billy Joel band play. Uh, well, I actually didn't see Richie Kent Kanata, which was the original saxophone yeah. player. I saw the guy Rico. afterwards. Yeah. Because I saw him after uh, on the Nylon Curtain tour. So, yeah. So he had uh, Liberty DeVito and the whole crew on here. And kind of an answer to the music of the time in 1980 because Billy Joel was kind oh, yeah. of like... He was Mr. 70s from uh, from Stranger On. Singer-songwriter kind of- from, uh, yeah. It, so this is kind of, like you said, a response to the punk and the new wave yeah. uh, stuff. So this is probably one, overall, one of his most aggressively uh, musical albums. And songs that don't start with piano. I mean, so yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, he's trying to mix it up a little bit, kind of. And what do you feel about artists who do that? Are they kind of pandering to the times? Are they answering? Because, you know, I, I watched a Rush documentary. They said they were inspired by the police before they did uh, moving pictures. I'm like, really? I don't hear it in there at all. Well, their their last song on that album, Vital Signs, has a very definite reggae uh, quality. Yeah. But that's a different album. That's a different yeah. album. But I'm saying, what do you think about artists who like, oh, um, well, this is going on now. Let me answer. Because I know McCartney tried to do the same thing around the same time with Back to the Egg, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, a album that I like, but it's got a, a attempted punk. And you have the, the you have this Beatle guy who's you know doing this stuff. I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, as a songwriter myself, I get that somebody wants to explore and it, that they're excited about you know musical things happening around them, artistic things happening. Um, and I think that those are the ones that, when it's really true, and an artist does that and changes. Uh, I think that those are the ones that last. It's different when the record company is saying, hey, I want you to, you know, you got to make an album like these people. So a lot of times if it's the artist, uh, because if you listen to the Beatles, how many times they changed and sometimes they were ahead, sometimes they were behind whatever was happening. So I don't mind it um, from an artistic standpoint, but when it is just the record company forcing it you kind of those things usually don't come off very true, and then you have crazy stuff like Neil Young and what was it, Trans? Yeah, yeah, uh, you do the computer like, voice, which I like what, that album too. What, what in the world? And that wasn't the record company, but you know, so sometimes they can go a little too far. But that was the record company giving too much freedom, like you know, said yeah, that was uh, Geffen. Yeah, his new. You see, he's like, well, let me do like what I wanted to do with yeah. this computer stuff. But uh, and again, we are so far from back to glass houses, <laughs> glass houses. Billy Joel. And the funny thing is too, when I first heard this. Uh, first single it even though he did have electric guitar start off songs like with big shot on the previous album 52nd street um he, you know to hear you may be right is kind of the first thing was like right. almost like a beatles uh electric guitar more of a more of a in your face yeah. electric guitar so and this is the second single yeah but the first track on on the album and there's actually a, a rock thrown in a house and glass yeah, so let's talk about the, the cover for a moment so you understand the significance of this. He is standing outside of this house made of glass. It, it was actually his house. Oh, really? Uh, his house uh, in Oyster Bay, New, New York. 
So that's the front side of the cover back when records were records and you had covers. And then the back of it, you see him looking through this shattered glass. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, so glass houses, we start off with the sound of this glass shattering. It so he threw back the rock. To that cover. So he threw the rock. I don't think it was, I think it was an effect. I don't think he really damaged his house. Okay. Just I don't sure. know. You said, but anyway, all right. So the glass breaks and then we hear, you may be right, which is very Beatlesque. esque I yeah. think kind of like that whole kind of thing. Almost reminds me of, uh, you can't do that. Oh, okay. By the Beatles. So, cause yeah, you, that you may be right. All right. Here's the song as the crispy coated robots listen to glass houses. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show. All right, crispy coated robots. Love today. it. Listening yeah. to Glass Houses. That was you may be wrong, but you may be right. I uh, love uh. it. You know, uh, Billy Joel uh, had an interview with Stephen Colbert a few years ago, and he actually listed that song as one of his top five. Really? Of all the things, he had some more obscure stuff, but he l- still loves that song. So that that tells you a lot about it. I love this next song, but it's kind of like I was really young when this album came out, so it was kind of like it's. Is it Billy Joel borderline? Because the video, he's talking on the phone to a girl, and it's kind of yeah. almost like uh, sex lines of the times. Sometimes a fantasy has a great groove to it. I yeah, think. this is the fifth single, and yeah, the lyrics are about, a, I guess, a sexually frustrated man who tries to convince his significant other to be intimate uh, over the telephone line. And uh, and we'll hear, it actually starts with the phone dialing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I called that number once. It it wasn't a real number, <laughs> or it was discontinued at that time. Is this the first time he kind of dives deep into? I know he did the uh, some uh, synthesizer work, uh, but in the part where it really kind of kicks in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's like straight up Rick Wakeman from the from Yes. Yeah. So when you first heard that as a young keyboardist, were you thinking, uh, wow, he's kind of branching out or he's, he's I loved out. it. I still love it. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a few moments throughout this record where uh, it's it's what I would consider flashy keyboard, uh, but I, I love it. It's done very tastefully. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so here it is. Here, listen to the phone dial. Sometimes a fantasy as we listen to Glass Houses. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Good one. Uh, Glass that. Houses is the album today. I crispy coated robots as we listen to it, review it. And we're up to cut number three, which is a, um, it reminds me of some of the Beatles and, and I love her stuff, but also kind oh, of yeah. a classic flamenco guitar. Uh, Don't Ask Me Why, which I really enjoyed seeing this in concert because it was, you know, we talk about how bands could come out and just play the same drone for like seven songs. Billy Joel mixed it up a little bit, had uh, Russell Javers come out with the acoustic oh, guitar. Yeah, it's a, a real nice change of pace here. This was the fourth single, uh-huh. uh, but it has the acoustic Latin percussion and the kind of Afro-Cuban rhythmic stuff. Uh, but I want you to pay attention, Jim, to the piano solo in the bridge. 
They overdubbed yeah. 15 piano tracks. Oh, really? To get that big, dun, big dun, piano dun, sound. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's a good one. And then also, I think if you listen to it at the end, and I know fade outs of songs are kind of crazy, but uh, he says, I think he says, don't ask me why. I don't know if he's making yeah. fun of some. Don't New- ask me why. If he's asking, making fun of some New Yorkers or people he knows, but. Uh, or maybe just don't ask me. <laughs> Please. All right, so let's listen to the song right now as we listen to Glass Houses today. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Don't ask me why. You can say the human heart is only make-believe. Keep going. I love it. Okay. I'm only fighting for All right, I really really didn't mean keep going. It's Crispy Coated Robots. We're listening to Billy Joel's 1980 album called Glass Houses. Kind of a a departure from what he had done in the 70s because he was feeling the footsteps of all those new wave people. Gary Newman just released Cars. You know know, what? He he holds his own on this album. The fourth song here, it's still rock and roll to me. He's actually, it's a commentary about rock and roll. And this is the third single. It's his first song that peaked at number one on the Billboard chart. The crazy thing is he's kind of, you know, if you really break down the lyrics, he's talk, like you said, he's talking about everything that's happening around him, you know, despite, you know, punk, new junk, it's yep. still rock and roll to me. It's, it's still, it's still kind of advancing uh, rock and roll uh, of the day. And the funny thing is too, I think if he would have done an acu- uh, electric guitar solo here, he really kind of would have pandered to it and wouldn't have been Billy Joel. Yeah. But it comes in with a classic Billy Joel saxophone solo that, oh you know, yeah one of my so, favorite so it, but but when i first heard the song uh you know it, it sounded like you know cars or one of those new kind of new wave songs yeah. and then billy joel starts singing i'm like okay this is definitely a departure and listen to the the effect on his voice on kind of the uh call and response thing but uh yeah i you know he's done songs where he talks about the music industry and being a performer, like a uh, you know the song "Entertainer" off a of Street Life Serenade, mm-hmm. uh, and of course "Piano Man" talking about being in a piano bar situation. But listen to the drums on this because the snare drum is ridiculously loose and <laughs> set low. Uh, and uh, Liberty DeVito did that to get that dead flop sound whenever he struck it. So yeah. Good stuff. It's still rock and roll to me uh, with the Crispy Cutter Robots listening to Glass Houses. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right. There you go. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Good stuff. So it's in funny. Case, in case you missed the song, we'll reenact it. He, because uh, he's talking about the 80s, but it kind of has a really 50s feel when it hit, once it hits that saxophone yeah. and that even that ending right there. All right, Rico. Yeah, uh, it's a great song. <laughs> there you go. So uh, up now to one of my favorite songs, which sounds like, I know he's playing piano, but there's some sort of effect down here that sounds like he's playing a synthesizer type thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a chorus uh, on there because it, it's an electric piano. It's a, it's a CP80, yeah. electric uh, grand piano. Okay. Um, but it does sound like there's something happening with the sound. And then he's got the, the classic OBX, uh, synthesizer, the Oberham, uh, Oberheim, sorry. Uh, and I love the synth work he does. This was actually the first single, uh, from the album. And it's just this obsessive guy, this character that can't give up this one night stand, this fling he had with this girl named 
Lena. I wonder if they probably thought that this was the most Billy Joel thing off the album because of the know. dun 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 dun. You know, yeah. almost like the beginning of Angry Young Man, a little bit, kind of like yeah, you know, I could that see whole that. thing like that. They said, "Oh, the record company, this is the most Billy Joel release off for Lena." Even though the other songs <laughs> eclipsed them, all the four of them that we just talked yeah, about. But this is a great song, and the humor. This is Billy Joel humor in the different verses that happen. Yes, about, about the rocks, about. I, Let's just listen. Off Elena! Right here uh, as we listen to Glass Houses. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. There it is. All for Lena. I love the part where he yells, my, my old man telling me, stop! And the song stops. Yeah. There's so many great moments in that song. I love it every time. There you go. So are we on the other side this of This is album? side two. Side two. And, and I don't want to be alone. It kind of reminds me, kind of throws back to the Stranger album, which we've talked about on the show before. When he, that song yeah. "Get It Right" the first time, it's kind of this to me. This is I hear a lot of Elvis Costello influence in it. I don't want to, yeah, I can see that. And, and then, uh, I mean, I think this is the closest he'll he ever came to writing an Elvis Costello. Uh, but this song has some real rhythmic acrobatics in it. So, so let's get check I, it out. I, Acrobat suits on and listen to I Don't Want to Be Alone as we listen to Glass Houses. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. And we are back from I Don't Want to Be Alone. It's uh, Jim and George here. Chris, you coded robots today. Listen to Glass Houses, the 1980 Billy Joel album, which is, of course, multi-platinum. I'm guessing it probably might be even diamond by this time. I'm not sure, but... Uh, it was uh, number four on Billboard's 1980 year out end album chart. So, I mean, there's a lot of great music coming out at the turn of the year. Yeah, he won too. a Grammy for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance on this album, which, uh, like you said, when you consider what was out in 1980, for all intents and purposes, this guy's a piano player. Yeah. To get Best Rock Vocal uh, yeah, and we're pretty having, significant. And like you said, there's there's kind of like that turn of the new wave. You have Gary Newman with Cars being a hit. You have the the 1980 stuff kind yeah. of creeping. I wouldn't even say it made it to the mainstream yet, but stuff like you know there was groups out there that were big hits in '83 for the new wave that were kind of out there causing yeah. that buzz. So it definitely new influenced. wave. You had uh, remnants of punk still. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was just a little bit of everything going on. So we're up now to sleeping with the television on. One of my it's one of my favorite songs because it starts off with uh, an old school thing that a lot of people don't remember. Basically, uh, TV stations used to sign off at night. They didn't go twenty four hours. I know this is crazy. The television actually stopped went off. Yeah. So basically, at midnight. Yeah. So yeah. what they did is they played the uh, national anthem. National anthem with the nineteen sixty nine footage of men on the moon. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Armstrong on the moon. And then basically we just go to snow just or, or the color bar if you were lucky, but usually the snow. Yeah. And that's what we start this song off with. Yeah. So he starts off with that and basically goes into a whole sleeping with the television. This is another kind of new wave influence thing. You yeah. Know, just the way it's kind I of agree. nervously sung. So here it is sleeping with the television on as we listen to glass houses. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. If you're into that kind of thing, we now return to Jim and George. All right. George actually was sleeping with that song on. What's yeah. up? What's wrong with you? We're listening to the album today. <laughs> Sorry. It, just relax, it relaxes me. <laughs> it's Glass Houses. It's Billy Joel. It's Crispy Coated Robots. And we're up now to a song that I can't pronounce. I listened to it earlier today, 
and I was getting ready to pronounce it, but now I look at it now and say say so toi. Say I toi? guess. Uh, yeah. Well, you are you were the one. I, I was going to ask because the whole second verse is going to be in French. I was going to yeah. ask if you knew what he sang. He said No, I didn't know. No. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I took two years of French and I don't know. It's terrible. I can say combien on du chien. How many dogs do you have? Oh wow. And I can answer I have that. Three. Je ne sais pas. You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's so. That's two years of French, folks. How do you pronounce it? C'est toi. C'est toi. C'est toi. Uh, c'est toi. Does that mean you were the one, I, or that mean c'est toi mean it's you? I don't know. <laughs> I, what I does toi mean? Uh, you. So it's you. C'est toi. Like well, c'est la vie. Is, <laughs> that's life, right? So <laughs> c'est toi would be that's you, right? This is the worst thing. I'm we've just ever saying. Done. La, I have no idea. C'est la vie by Robbie Level. That, that, Robbie Neville. That was c'est la vie. No, I know. That means yeah. What c'est la vie mean? Yeah, I, I love how you're trying to figure this out. There's no way we. Uh, what does c'est la vie mean? I don't know. That's life, right? That's sure. life. Sure. Like so, that say so. Say toi would be that's you. You were. The You've one. cracked the code, Jim. There we go. Thank you. I've, the Billy Joel French code is finally figured out after 40 years. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just play this. All one. right. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Okay, there's C'est toi. <laughs> from the Glass Houses album from Billy Joel, 1980. Big hit album at the time, of course, Billy Joel, uh, maybe the singer. I think, song. I think that last song's what pushed it over the edge. Yes, I think so. The, the French audience, the just, singer, uh, crazy. The singer songwriter towards the end of the seventies was kind of like fading out, and Billy Joel kind of adapted to the times and came with some rockers here. And next one is another one close to the borderline. Yeah, this is a nice little rocker here. This was on the B side of All for Lena. Okay, uh, for the single. So close to the borderline. Yep. It's almost got like a, a Eagles or some sort of like classic rock yep. kind of thing going on yeah all right so here it is as we listen to glass houses it's time once again to pause in order to check out the music here's jim and george once again all right close to the borderline glass houses crispy coated robots today we're listening to the classic billy joel album one more song to go one more song it's funny because you know if, if you look at the progression of the hit billy joel albums you have the stranger you have the the whole until the night or whatever that is that long song at the end Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, 52nd Street, which has kind of a coda with 52nd Street right, at the end. Right. This one is called Through the Long Night, and it's very short. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I think it's pattern? ironic. It, it's a song under three minutes, and it's got Long Night in the title. <laughs> uh, this this was the B-side of It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. This one's very McCartney-esque to me. Yeah. The way the vocals are on and the the... Some of the harmonies, the way McCartney and the Beatles, or McCartney in nineteen eighty, McCartney Wings. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can, I can hear, and I don't know if there was an influence or or not, but I, I always kind of think, yeah, this, this is, you know, and I love McCartney and Wings and McCartney with the Beatles, but uh, th- this one. What did you think about Back to the Egg? It was the same album released by the same time here. Uh, I'm not as much a fan of of that as. Uh, Maybe some of the other stuff. He, he's kind of hit or miss with well, me. Well, it, it failed, some, basically, some because I think they felt, you know, almost what Billy Joel succeeded in, McCartney failed in, because... Oh, yeah, I will say, for sure, this is the better album. Well, I'm just saying... I, I own this album. I don't own Back to I the Egg. I do own Back to the Egg. Well, sorry. But it's good stuff. Sorry that happened. So There's a five really good songs on there. But he was trying to do a hard rock. He was trying to do a punk. He was trying to do whatever <laughs> you know it's just crazy stuff but uh some of it works yeah for for this album it 
it feels more cohesive, even though we're, we're doing some different things rhythmically and musically. This all feels like one project as opposed to what you're talking about, that other album, where it it just feels like a bunch of songs shoved into one box. Uh, but Sometimes I like that. Well, yeah. All right. Sometimes, so sometimes it works. <laughs> Here's through the long night as we wrap up Glass Houses. Yeah, the long explanation. <laughs> this should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. All right, there it is. Yeah. You listened You listened with us to Glass Houses from Billy Joel, yeah. 1980. This was my, this album was my introduction into his music. Oh, wow. So obviously he had had hits and things before, but this, I was 13 years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. And there were these things, I don't know if you remember, Jim, they were called Chew Bops. Do you remember Chew no, Bops? No, I don't remember. So these were, it was gum, okay, these, they were these packs of record-shaped Pink bubble gum. Oh, wow. I think I remember that. And they came housed in a small three-by-three replica of the album cover of popular music. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay yeah, I had the Chew Bop uh, thing of glass houses. Oh, wow. Right. you still and, have uh, it? I don't. I chewed the gum. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, got, I got it, and I became intrigued with the cover. And eventually that kind of led me to checking out the album and becoming more aware of, of the tunes uh played on the radio and uh but and y'all you know this album for me it still captures the freshness and the humor and the angst uh, all of these different things that it had back in 1980 it's still very listenable as we've just demonstrated so So, great album yeah so with the cover so basically is he playing off those who live in glass houses should not throw stones yeah that's well that's what i take that because he's got a stone in his hand there were a lot of uh People in the record industry at the time, uh, a lot of critics that, uh, you know, didn't have the the greatest stuff to say about him. So I I think it was a direct metaphor for that. Okay. Well, I think it was a great episode uh, of the show today, and I appreciate the music. I always liked the music. My brother was the first one to kind of get me into Billy Joel. He had all the albums, and we had one stereo that was a kind of a uh, huge stereo down that we always always have time uh, to uh, play our album, and he uh, he played Billy Joel a lot. And the thing about it was, is uh, you know, we all heard the albums. That was the whole thing. That was the yeah. fight because it was like played really loud in our living room, so everybody heard the album. <laughs> Could not escape it. Could not escape it. But great stuff. Uh, glass houses. So uh, once again, you want more information about us? Go to crispycoderobots.com. Uh, we have our podcast every Tuesday that drops about yes. pop culture and great stuff. And you know, uh, check out our uh, merch too. We have a four hundred dollars shirt you could buy if you're a real fan. You're really pushing the shirt. If you're a real fan. There's I, also the same shirt available for 10 bucks. but if you're a real fan, <laughs> you'll pay the 400 Yeah, bucks. if you accidentally click the other one, let us know. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and wrap it up with your... Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this is always so much fun. Uh, great album, such great music out there that we get to share with you and just listen to it again ourselves. Uh, but until next time, be well, be kind. And find a way to invest yourself into other people every single day. Thanks for listening. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, 
Be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.